For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It ain't the left side or the right side, then it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side. We are previewing the Miami Dolphins Atlanta Falcons game, it taking place in Orlando, Florida, of all locations. Not in Miami, not in Atlanta, but Orlando, Florida. And this tends to be the third and most important game of the preseason against the Falcons. So we're going to see a lot of starters in this game. We should get Cameron Lake back in this contest. Chemdi Chekwa and Kenyon Drake are trying really hard to play in this game. They're, they've returned to practice on a limited basis as well. Paul, is it a little bit too late for Chemdi Chekwa to get into this cornerback race? I don't think it is. Uh, I think that you've got the possibility of Chris Culliver going on the PUP. Kemi Check was going to get an opportunity, especially given his proficiency with special teams. And let's face it, uh, a lot of the guys behind Byron Maxwell, Tony Lippett, and, well, not Xavier Howard so far, but a couple of those guys really haven't distinguished themselves whatsoever. So there's a possibility, especially given the fact that we both expect Miami to keep five or six corners on the roster. There is that possibility, and Chekwad does have that special teams, and like you said, not only to make the 53-man roster, but to be on the active 45 as well. On the fin side, you can follow us on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. Also go to iTunes, go under the podcast, subscribe to us there. So you can subscribe to both channels. Also, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Give us your questions. We'd love to talk about them right here on the air. Paul, some other news out of Miami. Isaiah Pete, a player we're very excited about. Adam Gase said that it's quite possible and that he'd love to see Isaiah Pete get first-team work in this ever-important third preseason game. Does that surprise you or excite you? It, it excites me. I mean, he got a little bit of first-team work last week, and seeing him basically continue to do what he did no matter who was on the field, I'm, I'm excited to see him get a little more reps with the first team as well as Sierra and Foster get a little more work as well in this game. I expect JHIA to come in and start the game, play a series or two, then get Arian Foster in there, and hopefully you get Isaiah Pete in there before halftime. Pete was in there in the final two minutes of half of the first half last week against the Dallas Cowboys, caught a 30-yard pass, but even Adam Gay said himself, said himself that that's the end of the quarter. He was playing a third down back role. Now he may actually get an opportunity to see up to see those things and, and get those opportunities in the passing game and running the football too. Something else that was interesting, Paul, that I that I found was uh, Laramie Tunzel at offensive guard at left guard has played in 90 pass protection snaps. Has not allowed a sack. Has not allowed a pressure. When I read that, I got even more irritated that he's not announced as the clear-cut starting left guard at this point in August. Yeah, I think he will be after this game. Gase is a smart guy. There's a lot of really good coaches on this team. Why they're waiting so long to declare him a starter, 
must have something to do with him being a rookie. I, I can't see why they would continue after this point to go, uh, you know, we're still thinking about it. We're still thinking about it. The only thing I can think of is with them moving pieces around still, they want to wait until they can announce the offensive line as a whole. I don't think it's any secret to any of us here that, that he's going to be starting week one. The biggest surprise would be if he doesn't. He should be starting week one, should be starting now. Hopefully that plays out and, and Tunzel has a great performance and officially solidifies that position. Speaking of the game, Paul, three players that three things or three players that you're really looking at here in this ever important third preseason game. What is the number one for you? For me, I'm going to be looking at I'm going to cheat a little and use a position group here. Our corners are really going to get a challenge here. Uh, they're going to be covering Mohamed Sanu and Julio Jones for the first two to three quarters here. And let's face it, they've covered some pretty good receivers last week, had their struggles. But I'm looking to see how guys like Bobby McCain and Tony Lippett are able to do and, and really see who is able to differentiate themselves in this group. Because let's face it, if Chris Tolliver is on PUP to start the season, if Xavier Howard has any setbacks whatsoever, we're going to need to see Tony Lippin or Bobby McCain or somebody else manning that outside spot. So that's definitely one that I'm looking at. Another one I'm looking at here is Ryan Tannehill. He had a beautiful game from all angles last week, whether it was the couple of times he ran the football, the times he stayed in the pocket, the times he rolled out of the pocket. I want to see if he can continue that into this game and really show that growth that we saw last week and prove that it wasn't a short-term fluke and come out with consistency, hitting receivers, whether they drop it or not, which is going to lead to my third here, and really just making smart decisions in that pocket. The other guy I'm going to be looking at here is actually, I hate to say it, but it's another position group. Two out of my three bad players from this week or this past week were both tight ends. This entire position group has been non-existent and only shown up in bad ways thus far this season, preseason, other than one touchdown by Thomas Duarte in the first preseason game in garbage time. These guys need to step up. The, the offensive coordinator keeps saying, oh, well, because of the new offense, the tight ends, they've got multiple responsibilities, blah, 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 blah. But let's face it, we're in preseason game three, dress rehearsal for the regular season. One of these three has to get it at this point. And I'm not sure that Jordan Cameron is going to be the guy that gets it because regardless of what his responsibilities are and his learning, you know, the learning curve for the offense based upon the position groups, et cetera, that has nothing to do with having a bad case of the drops. He's turning into the Robert Aguayo of tight ends at this point with the yips. Yeah, tight end really needs to pick it up. I thought Jordan Cameron was going to come out uh, with a fury this year, and it just has not happened. It's been the opposite. I'm looking at, in this game, Paul, at middle linebacker Kiko Alonso. When you look at the linebacker position, like I said here last time, Jelani Jenkins and Kiko Alonso are two players that if you run at them and you run downhill, you can have a lot of success. We saw that last week against Dallas. We saw it all last year with Jelani Jenkins. When they're going up against a pass-heavy team, they tend to play much better. The Falcons are more of that running team with Devontae Freeman. We saw last week against Cleveland, you know, had a, had a great game, and, and Freeman had almost 1,600 total yards last year. But they can pound, pound, pound Freeman inside. I want to see Alonzo and Jenkins really rise to the challenge this week. Otherwise, I am going to be a little scared heading into this game, or heading into the season, I should say, with those two at linebacker. My fear is that you can have either Jenkins or Alonzo at linebacker, but when you have two, you really give up something in the run game. Someone else I'm looking out for in the bottom half of the roster 
is Jordan Lucas from Penn State. Sixth round pick. I think physically he looks the part. Hasn't really shined so far this summer. It is really on, on you know, I'd, I'd say 50-50 at this point. I actually have him making the roster. You don't at this point. But looks the part. Had a tough season in last year when he switched from cornerback to safety at Penn State. Now he's being moved back to cornerback. I would like to see him make this roster. And then finally, my third one is Deion Sims. And Deion Sims at that tight end spot, I would like to see him get on there and really be that guy who can play first down. And then maybe you implement Jordan Cameron into the offense in more of a Tony Scheffler deep threat type of tight end role. Paul, remaining thoughts on the Falcons game. One thing I'm going to be looking at is Actually, and this isn't really in the same vein as what we just talked about, I'm going to be watching very closely Juwan James and his matchup early on in this game because he's going to be going up against probably the best pass-rushing threat on, on the Falcons' defensive line. Another guy that most often fans will be familiar with in Derek Shelby. I'm curious to see how he comes out here uh, again against the Dolphins. And if Juwan James is going to be able to shut him down, because as we said going into last offseason, going into this past offseason, he was an ascending talent that he may not be a superstar, but he gets the job done in both the pass and the run. So if they're able to effectively put work in on, on Derek Shelby, that's going to be critical to their success to that entire right side of the line. Right. And not only is is it just fun that we're playing Derek Shelby, but Derek Shelby is that power defensive end that Juwan James has had problems with over the years. It'll be interesting, and this is, again, that third preseason game where it's really a dress rehearsal for the year, so we're looking to see some great things from the Dolphins in this game. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube as well. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. side It ain't the left side, left side Or the right, right side. side And it must be uh, the fin side look. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in To see what Brian, Cat, and Paul about to do again We rep our team, you can't change, stop or ruin it All we need is to figure what to do to win Fins Radio, live and direct Win or lose, we're showing up for every contest No puppet talk, it's all raw and unfiltered Voice of the fans when the season looks peculiar Rockin' Apple Orange over here, and you familiar to fulfill the crepe we have to hear about our team and all the latest news Vets the rookies trying to make the team paying dues Current players and alumni interviews City to city, state to state, follow the moves Call the hotline, Dolphins talk, set to go Best sports team and show all across the globe Fin ain't the left side or the right side And it must be the fin side It ain't the left side or the right side Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.